0: Welcome to the Life in the Rock podcast. Here you'll find a commitment to sharing with others the challenges and joys of our spiritual journey. The goal is to offer relevant and thought-provoking material on today's issues. My name is Keith Harris. I'm the host of this podcast and the preaching minister for the Winsong Church of Christ in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The church is located at 3 Winsong Drive in North Little Rock. If you're searching for joy and peace in life, I want to encourage you to visit Winsong, where you'll discover the joy and peace that are only found in Christ. Thank you for listening. Well, I want to welcome you to our continued focus on the names of Jesus. And today we're going to be focusing on the title, I Am. And as was noted before, of all the names used in reference to the Lord, Jesus is by far the most frequently used This title is not used in the Old Testament, but it is the primary title used in the New Testament. The most reasonable understanding of this is due to the reality that at his birth, he was given this name by Joseph and Mary. But this wasn't some arbitrary name that they selected from the first century B.C. book of the most popular baby names. Remember, Joseph was visited by an angel who gave specific instructions regarding this child and his name. It's Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. It says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And the reason his name should be called Jesus is given by the angel, he will save his people from their sins. This very specific name carries with it the understanding of who this child was and what he would do. Well, thinking more critically about the use of the name by the writers of the New Testament as opposed to the authors of the Old Testament, it would stand to reason that since he was given this name at his birth, we would not find references of the name Jesus until after such time. But this brings up other questions which must be considered. Did he not exist prior to his birth? Is Jesus a created being? Or has Jesus always existed? Certainly volumes could be written on these questions and many have been. Rather than delving into the depths of the specifics of these most challenging questions, it may serve us well to simply consider who Jesus is solely from the perspective of scripture. What does the Bible say? Who is Jesus? Well, perhaps the Apostle John, more so than any other New Testament writer, brings to light the reality of the Lord Jesus. No doubt John had an extremely close relationship with Jesus throughout his earthly ministry. The Apostle John is understood to be the disciple whom Jesus loved. John chapter 19 verse 26. When Jesus saw his mother and John standing near the cross, Jesus said to Mary, Woman, behold your son, John 19, verse 26. Then he said to John, Behold your mother, John 19, verse 27. From that time on, John cared for Mary as if she were his very own mother. It appears that Jesus' intent was for Mary to consider John her son and for John to consider Mary his mother. Given this special relationship that John had with Jesus and Mary, it makes sense that John would be particularly concerned with bringing to light the reality of who Jesus really is. So, what does John have to say about the Lord? In the prologue of his gospel... John reveals the answers to many of our questions. As an overarching statement and summation of this prologue, we conclude that Jesus is the divine Logos, or Word, who existed in the beginning. Think about what John writes. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, verse 1. At the outset, there are three truths that come to light. First, this Word was in the beginning. Second, this Word was with God. And third, this Word was God. But this begs the question, what or who is this Word? If this verse was all we were given by John in his gospel regarding this Word— we would have a considerable amount of difficulty answering that question. But thankfully, John has more to say. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John chapter 1, verse 14. This Word, who was in the beginning with God, this Word who was God, actually became human and lived on earth. John identifies that the Son of God is this Word to which he is referring. If we follow this reasoning, we can determine that the Word is Jesus. If the Word was in the beginning with God and the Word was God, then God became flesh and dwelt among us. John 1 verse 14. John explains in verses 6 through 13 that the true light was coming, something to which John the Baptist bore witness. This light was rejected by the world. John writes, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god john chapter 1 verses 11 and 12 this is clearly a reference to the redemptive work of god in jesus therefore we can reasonably determine that the word to which john refers is none other than jesus if jesus is the word was in the beginning with God and was himself God, then we would say that as God, the Word has always existed. This is essentially the overarching statement of the prologue of John's gospel. Jesus is the divine logos, or Word, who existed in the beginning. As God, he is the existing one. This understanding, this reality, lends itself to perhaps the most foundational name of Jesus. I am. In John chapter 8, we see an interesting exchange between Jesus and the Jewish leaders. As many are aware, the Jewish leaders did not appreciate Jesus and his teaching. They often accused him of blasphemy. Truth be told, they felt threatened by his authority. Their status and and power was being put in jeopardy by his teaching and his growing popularity. So, we see these Jewish leaders challenging him in many different ways. And this exchange in John 8 reveals Jesus' understanding of himself. Listen to what Jesus says in John chapter 8, beginning in verse 51. If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you've not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I'd be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. John chapter 8, verses 51 through 56. This statement of Jesus both confused and frustrated the Jewish leaders. After he said these things, they asked Jesus, You're not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? John chapter 8, verse 57. Then Jesus made this powerful statement in verse 58. Truly, truly, I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. It seems like this title is familiar, doesn't it? From where does it originate? Well, God's people had been in slavery in Egypt for some 400 years. We're told that a new Pharaoh arose in Egypt who did not know Joseph. And by extension, we would say that this new Pharaoh, who did not know Joseph, did not know Joseph's God either. The book of Exodus explains the hardships of God's people under the rule of the Egyptian king. They were forced into hard labor, and their newborn sons were thrown into the Nile River. And this infanticide would ensure that the population of the Hebrew people would not be overwhelming for the Egyptians. Through the daring actions of a Levite woman, the life of one Hebrew baby was spared. Moses was found floating in a basket in the river by Pharaoh's daughter. He grew up in Pharaoh's house until he was 40 years old. And Following some unfortunate events, Moses fled to Midian where he found a wife and spent many years as a shepherd. At the age of 80... God appeared to Moses in a burning bush and called Moses to return to Egypt. His task was to speak to Pharaoh on God's behalf, telling Pharaoh to let God's people go. Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Exodus 3 verse 11. God promised Moses that he would not be alone. God would be with him. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Exodus 3 verse 13. God's response reveals the most foundational title given in Scripture. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you, Exodus 3, verse 14. With this identification, God is saying, I exist, I am the existing one. This is what Jesus said to the Jewish leaders in John 8. Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. He is the existing one. We know that God created everything. The opening words of the Bible make it clear. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. So let's think through our reasoning once again. If Jesus is the Word of God who was in the beginning, if the Word was with God and was God, then the Word was present at creation. Again, the Apostle John helps us understand a little more. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. John 1, verses 1-3 through All things were made through the Word. John later explains that the world was made through him. John 1 verse 10. The Apostle Paul, in speaking of Christ, put it this way, "...for by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things." And in him all things hold together. Colossians 1, verses 16 and 17. He, Jesus, did this in the beginning. The phrase, in the beginning, appears in several places. But what does it mean? In the beginning likely refers to the beginning of time as we know it. God is the existing one dwelling outside of time as we know it. However, time helps us see the height and depth, width, and breadth of God. When we think of God creating the world in the statement of Genesis 1-1, we think of the phrase, in the beginning. This is a reference to time. But as was stated before, God is beyond time. He doesn't dwell in time the way we do. He is before time. We might even say, before time was, He is. There are several other passages that help us understand this reality a little more. Isaiah noted these words of God, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Isaiah 44, verse 6. And again, Listen to me, O Jacob and Israel, whom I called. I am He, I am the first, and I am the last. Isaiah 48, verse 12. Notice the same words used in both passages I am the first and I am the last. The Apostle John, while exiled to the Isle of Patmos, was given a message from Jesus to share with the people and us included Jesus said I am the alpha and the omega who is and who was and who is to come the almighty revelation 1 verse 8 alpha and omega are the first and last letters of the greek alphabet they constitute the beginning And the end. Therefore, Jesus is clear in his statement that he is the beginning and the end, the first and the last. But Jesus clarified when he said, Fear not, I am the first and the last, the living one. Revelation 1 verses 17 and 18. Near the conclusion of Revelation, Jesus again said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Revelation 21, verse 6. Putting it all together, Jesus finally said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Revelation 22, verse 13. He is the first, He is the last, He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the existing one. He always has been and always will be. He is the great I am. I hope you've been encouraged by these words today. To find more on this topic or other spiritual matters, please visit lifeintherock.org. You can also visit Facebook and search Life in the Rock. I invite you to like, follow, and share this page with your family and friends. My prayer is that God will bless you today and that you will seek Him with all your heart. Thank you for listening.